This podcast from Teacher is supported by Enhanced TV. Enhanced TV streams the best curriculum-linked movies, documentaries and TV shows Australian television has to offer. Use the word TEACHER in the promo code at sign up and receive an ongoing free individual account. Subscribe free at enhancedtv.com.au today. From Teacher Magazine, I'm Rebecca Vukovic, and you're listening to an episode in our Behaviour Management series. Researchers from Utah in the United States have found that to improve behaviour in class, teachers should focus on praising students for their good behaviour, rather than telling them off for being disruptive. They spent three years observing over 2,500 students, aged 5 to 12, across three US states. The study, published in Educational Psychology, showed a relationship between the praise to reprimands ratio used by teachers and the extent to which students focused on class activities. For today's podcast, I'm joined on the line by the lead researcher on the project, Professor Paul Calzarella from Brigham Young University. We discuss how they went about conducting the study, what they found, and whether there is indeed an ideal praise to reprimand ratio that teachers should be using to improve behavior in their classrooms. Let's get started. Professor Paul Calderella, thanks for joining Teacher Magazine. Thank you. To begin, could you share what your motivation was for conducting this research in the first place? Yes, we were interested in studying whether teacher praise to reprimand ratios would have any relationship to student on-task behavior in the classroom. Um, there had been some studies on teacher praise, but not as many on the teacher praise to reprimand ratios, that is, the ratio of positive to negative statements to students in the classroom. Um, there had been some recommendations made in the literature that certain ratios would be beneficial to students, such that the more praise and the fewer reprimands, the better behavior students would likely uh, display in the classroom. And those recommendations were anywhere from three to one to four to one to five to one positive to negative statements to students. And so we were also wanted to see, was there a particular ratio where we saw the maximum benefit? So was there like a threshold at which we could encourage teachers to reach a certain threshold of praise to reprimand ratio? So that was the, those are the reasons for the study. Mm. To conduct the study, you and your research team spent three years observing over 2,500 students. And that was across three U.S. states, from kindergarten right through to sixth grade, or ages five to 12. Could you tell listeners about the specific research questions that you were trying to answer, and then also what steps you took to find those answers? Mm -hmm. So the two specific research questions were, first of all, do teacher praise reprimand ratios predict students on task behavior? And the second question we wanted to investigate was, is there a particular praise to reprimand threshold for improving students on task behavior in the classroom? And the way we went about conducting that was we had two groups of, of classrooms. One were experimental classrooms and the other were treatment class, um, excuse me, control classrooms. 
so experimental and controlled classrooms. The, the experimental classrooms received training on an intervention called CWFIT, which stands for Class-Wide Function-Related Intervention Teams. As part of the intervention, teachers were trained to increase their praise rate and, and also increase the quality of their praise to make it more behavior specific and also just to increase the frequency with which they're displaying praise to students. Um, the controlled classrooms, teachers were allowed to just teach the way they normally would, and we were just there to observe what they were doing and also to watch what was happening in, in terms of student behavior. Um, and then we had, we trained our, our observers, we trained the teachers in the intervention who were in the treatment condition, and then we went about collecting our data. We collected it over three years, as you said, in um, with over 2,500 students, five to 12 years of age, so basically kindergarten through sixth grade, and then we, we basically analyzed our data. And as you said there, Paul, teachers in the treatment condition were asked to use the CW FIT intervention as their primary classroom management tool. I'd like to delve into that a little bit more now. Could you explain to listeners what the CW FIT intervention actually is? Yes. So CWFIT is a multi-tiered behavioral intervention. And so the first tier of the intervention involves teachers um, teaching students classroom expectations. So things like following directions, uh, raising your hand when you need assistance, um, those kinds of behaviors. And then it also involves having the students work in teams or groups. So if a, if a teacher has, let's say, 20 students in a classroom, there might be three groups of seven students uh, Maybe they have 21 students. They have three groups of seven students each, and those students are on a team. And basically, they're told that the goal when CWFIT is being played is that the, the students in each team will work together to display the expected behaviors, the classroom expectations that this teacher has taught them. So if the teacher, the, the students understand, I'm supposed to raise my hand when I have a question. I'm supposed to, um, you know, ask politely when I need to, you know, get up and you know go to the restroom or something. So they're taught certain specific social skills. And then the teacher, every three to five minutes, the teachers had a timer on their, somewhere on their person, either on the desk or it could be on, attached to their clothing that would, that would either vibrate or beep. And that would be a signal for the teacher to scan the room and look at those groups of students and award them points if they were following the classroom expectations. When the teacher awarded points, the teacher was also set, asked to praise student behavior during those, during those time periods as well. So, if a group was doing what they were expected to do, the teacher would praise that group and also award them points. At the end of the instructional lesson, those teams that had earned enough points would get access to some type of a group reinforcer, something like uh, maybe they could leave to go to lunch a little bit early, or maybe they could put their feet up on their desk, or they could, the teacher would play some music for a few minutes and then would turn the music down and that kind of thing, some kind of a group reinforcer. So that's, that's the tier one of CWFIT. The second tier of CWFIT involves um, teaching students how to manage their own behavior through a self-management protocol where um, students are given a self-management sheet and on the sheet is written down the expect, expected behaviors for them, for their, for their individual situation. And then when that timer would go off, the teacher would look around and, and uh, award points to those students who are, who are meeting the expectations on the self-management sheet. Students on the self-management sheet could also rate themselves whether they felt like they were um, displaying the, the appropriate behavior in the classroom. So that's what the intervention CWFIT is. Um, and this study in particular, CWFIT was kind of happening in the background, um, and it was only happening in half of the classrooms. The reason why CWFIT was helpful was because 
it helped us to increase the praise rates in classrooms. So without CWFIT, most teachers would have had probably a, maybe a one-to-one -one ratio of positive to negative uh, interactions. But with CWFIT, we were, we were able to get much higher praise to recommend ratios because they received this training on increasing their praise rates. Yeah. So let's delve into the results now. On a really simple level, what actually happened when the praise to reprimand ratio in these classrooms increased? Right. So what we saw was that as PRR increased, so did students on task behavior. And this, this actually, we saw this both in control classrooms and in treatment classrooms. Um, so even if, a, even if the classroom teacher didn't get training in CWFIT, fit if they had a high praise to reprimand ratio, they tended to have higher on task behavior in those classrooms. And we also saw that teachers who might have started off with a lower praise to reprimand ratio after they received the training in CWFIT, they improved the praise to reprimand ratio and also the student behavior also improved the on task behavior in the classroom. And we found that it, it averaged, um, it, we saw about 20 to 30% improvement as teachers improved their period of uh, praise to reprimand ratios. So that's a significant amount um, because at baseline, we saw about 50 to 60 percent of the time students were on task, but as we saw with, as, as teachers were able to improve their praise to reprimand ratios, we saw that jump to about um, 70, 80 percent on task behavior. So that was a significant improvement. And given all of this, you found that there isn't necessarily a praise to reprimand ratio threshold at which behavior dramatically improves, for example, three to one or four to one. Right. Yeah. Instead, what we found was that the more praise and the less reprimanding, the better the student's behavior tended to be. And so that's what our recommendation is for teachers to really emphasize praising appropriate behavior and trying to avoid um, lots of reprimanding of student um, inappropriate behavior. We'll be back after this quick message from our sponsor. You're listening to a podcast from Teacher Magazine, supported by Enhanced TV. Invite the world's leading educational storytellers into your classroom. Enhanced TV streams the best curriculum-linked movies, documentaries and TV shows Australian television has to offer. As a non-profit service, our platform offers an affordable, teachers-only school plan, a favourite for primary schools. Take a free 60-day trial with a choice of two school plans at enhancedtv.com.au. Click on subscribe for full details. Well, we know that praise is a really simple classroom management strategy to implement. It's a tool that can be used to reinforce student behavior and to recognize student engagement. But your paper acknowledges that praise is also greatly underutilized in schools. Why do you believe this is the case? Um, well, it's a, it's a really good question. Um, I think that part of it is uh, it potentially could be habit um, that teachers get into. Uh, it's also easier for teachers to pay attention to negative behavior. It, it, it draws teachers' attention. When a student's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, it kind of draws the teacher's attention. And so it might be a natural thing to try to uh, correct that behavior um, through a negative um, statement to the student. But it, it's kind of counterintuitive because if we can instead, if we can focus on reinforcing students who are doing what we expect them to do, it stands to reason, and the, and the research kind of supports it, that other students who aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing will learn from that 
And, um, and if, if we can catch students, quote, unquote, being good or engaging in appropriate behavior, that tends to increase that behavior occurring more in the future. So I think it's, it's partly um, maybe the way teachers were, you know, socialized into teaching. It might have been the way that they were taught themselves. Um, and also it may be that just negative behavior or disruptive behavior tends to grab our attention. And so that's what we kind of uh, get attracted to kind of trying to shape that behavior. But instead, really what we want to do is try to focus on the appropriate behaviors and really reinforce those on a consistent basis to help give t uh, students feedback on the appropriate behavior that they need to display in the classroom to improve their learning and also the, the learning of everybody in the, in the class. Yeah, and in the paper there's a quote that I found really interesting. I'll read it out for listeners now. As educators search for feasible, evidence-based interventions that fit their students' needs, interventions that result in positive outcomes and require little or no cost, such as PRRs, are particularly encouraging. Could you expand on this one a little, Paul? Sure. You know, I think... Um... Praise, praise is one of those um, interventions that doesn't require a lot of training in order to be able to praise. We can all display praise statements to students. Um, uh, now, with, with coaching, our, the quality of our praise could probably improve. We could go from more general praise like, hey, good job, to, you know, good job following along with the class today. That's going to really improve your learning. So if we add that additional kind of rationale about why the behavior is important, more behavior specific, we'll even get better outcomes. But even without training, if teachers can just create a more positive classroom environment through increasing their praise and decreasing reprimands, this study suggests we're going to see improved classroom behavior uh, on the student's behalf. And so it's, it's a simple intervention. It doesn't require a lot of training. It doesn't cost anything. Um, and so there's really no reason why, why, why it couldn't be more, great, more greatly used in schools. Yeah. So just to reiterate, Paul, this research says that if teachers increase their praise to reprimand ratios, even simply to a one-to-one -one ratio, students' on-task behaviour will improve. But of course, that doesn't mean that other instructional techniques aren't needed. Right, yeah. I see the praise to reprimand ratio as being um, kind of like a fundamental. If, if you don't have that, if you don't have a high praise to reprimand ratio to start off with, um, I think that's the place to start when you're having problems in the classroom. Now, as you increase that ratio up to, as you said, one-to-one -one for every positive, there's a, for every negative statement, there's a positive statement. That's a good place to start, but let's see if we can get up to maybe three-to-one or four-to-one or five-to-one. Because as you can see in the study that we did, the higher that ratio, the better the outcome. So the more we can do that. And then, but, but you're right in the sense that it, it's probably not going to address all behavior problems in the classroom or all the needs of all students. They're going to need probably going to be some students who are going to need more tier two or tier three interventions, more more individualized interventions to help them be successful in the classroom. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Professor Paul Calderella, thanks for sharing your work with Teacher Magazine. Thank you for your interest. That's all for this episode. If you'd like this podcast and would like to listen to more from Teacher, you'll find us by searching Teacher ACER wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all the main platforms like Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud or Spotify. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to the channel. It ensures that new podcasts land in your feed as soon as they're available. You'll also get a notification straight to your device, which is really handy for making sure you never miss an episode. 
You've been listening to a podcast from Teacher, supported by Enhanced TV. Subscribe to one of our new school plans, or free as an individual, using Teacher as the promo code. We're non-profit, we're for teachers and filmmakers. EnhancedTV.com.au